everybody. It is another edition of Hoopstradamus. I've got my buddy Adam Shalafu and, of course, Stefano. How are you doing, Ooh. guys? Very good, very good, very good. Stefano's like Beyonce. <laughs> no, one, no one says his last name. It's like share. What is what is Stefano's? What is your last name? I've never. It's uh, it's Bajos. Bajos. Yeah, it's Bajos. All right. Well, thank you, Stefano's Bajos. Well, we got an interesting one for everyone today. We are talking Eastern Conference playoff preview. We got the Bucks versus the Magic. We have Brooklyn versus Toronto, Boston versus Philly and Miami versus Indiana. And I'm going to start with one through eight. Team I cover, the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Orlando Magic. I'll I'll speak last, but I want to go to Adam first. Adam, what are you thinking about this matchup? Has anyone seen my broom? <laughs> Has anyone seen it? I see it because I think I, I see it. I, I have the same broom. Yeah, vacuum could work maybe. <laughs> maybe if it's a Swiffer. It's a sweep. It's a sweep. <laughs> I, I don't think I I don't think there's going to be a game within 10 points <laughs> I mean I think the Bucks do have that next gear I think the Magic have some good players but uh, missing Jonathan Isaac is going to hurt them a lot because uh, he would be their best bet is someone I'd put on Giannis uh, and so I think they're going to be really missing his presence. And I just think that they are completely outgunned at every position. Uh, maybe I'd give the magic. I would give the magic the edge uh, at center with Nikola Vucevic. I think Vucevic will have a good time uh, down there. But that being said, Brooke Lopez is consistently at the second best defensive rating in the NBA. And I think he's going to do a good job on him. Uh, I just don't think the Magic are going to have an answer for Chris Middleton, let alone Giannis. So you got a team with uh, arguably the best player in the world and then arguably the most underrated player in the world. You know, the reason – like Chris Middleton would be a star on a different team. So I, I just think they're going to get absolutely manhandled. <laughs> that's, that's my prediction, Bucks and Fuller. Devon, <laughs> no. what about you, man? Um, yeah, I think it's also going to be a sweep, but of the magic sweeping the bucks, actually, um, I'm just going to sabotage this whole podcast. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, the, the magic are definitely in trouble because like you said, they're definitely out, man. They're out. They're just, the bucks just, first of all, the bucks come in super healthy and the yeah. magic are like super banged up. So like you said, you have Jonathan Isaac out, they lost Mo Bamba. He's another like big dude that's like improving a lot. They lost him. Um, uh, Evan Fournier, which he, mm. he should be playing, but he hasn't played in like a week. He's coming off like something. Aaron Gordon's kind of had this hamstring I- issue. So like, dude, the Magic are just in big trouble. Um, I I don't see how like they can really like maybe even win a game. But I mean, it is 2020, so anything can happen. Mm. And um, yeah, it's uh. Giannis is definitely going to just do his thing. And I think Brooke Lopez has been playing amazing in the bubble and he's going to like continue that momentum. So, I mean, unless the Monstars show up and, and take the talents of the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, 
Uh, yeah, it, like fun. you said, it's 2020. It could happen. <laughs> right. And it's there in Orlando, so maybe the spirit <laughs> of Mickey Mouse, exactly. you know, comes and, uh, <laughs> and saves the Orlando Magic. I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would be the greatest thing to see the Magic somehow cool. But yeah, it's just there's just the probabilities are like point zero 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 that the yeah. So I don't know. They're, it's it's pretty simple one, I think. I would point t- with the injuries, man. Yeah. I mean, just how are you going to beat? I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 a it, shame. It's a shame because they kind of they were playing so good after the All Star break, you know, and like they kind of came out in the bubble like their offense was like with energy and they just put like all these injuries and they it is a shame like they uh, they made the playoffs man you know what I mean like I don't think a lot of people saw the magic maybe making the playoffs but they're just too banged up yeah I would tend to agree with both of you I think I've been watching this Bucks team in the bubble and while they have had their struggles they are by far and away clearly superior to the magic the closest game that they had between these two teams was a nine-point game in every game the Bucks have played against them, they've scored at least 110 points. Wow. So I don't really see – and I just don't really see a way – in the last game they played against them, they beat them by 16, and that was in Orlando. I don't really see a way that Orlando comes through and wins this because it's been – when you get to that 7-8 spot in the East, you're looking at teams that really – you're just – the Bucks are so superior, you're just – you have – there's such disparity in talent. On one night, if you shoot 45% from deep as a team and you make 23s, you can definitely beat the Bucks. But when I look at a team like the Magic, I don't see it. The only guy they have that really can guard Giannis is Jonathan Isaac. Aaron Gordon and James Ennis and, I mean, what do you got, Terrence Ross guarding him? I mean, so I don't see any way this is really going to – this is going to work out for the Magic. I, I agree. I have the Bucks sweeping in this series. Because I just don't see a way you can you're not gonna be able to stop Giannis. Giannis is gonna be yeah, sitting yeah. out pretty much the four, entire fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, right. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. It's true, but I don't know if there's many nuts to be found. <laughs> and I've yet to find a blind squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're it, and healthy. There is definitely a blind squirrel out there. I'm sure there are plenty of blind squirrels, but I don't think they last very long in the wild. I don't think so. Especially when Giannis Antetokounmpo is out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple moving, of moving the nut around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So we're gonna move on. We got the two seven matchup. We got the Brooklyn Nets, who have definitely been a surprise in the bubble, given the fact that DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all decided not to return or play in the bubble. And no Spencer Dinwiddie. And Spencer Dinwiddie, another guy I forgot about. Thank you, Adam. And they will be taking on the Toronto Raptors, a very well-coached, despite no Kawhi Leonard, still a high-octane offense, and dare I say the second-best or third-best, at the very least, defensive team in the league. I've got – I'm going to say Raptors in five on this one, but I'm going to go to Houston Finals. What do you think? I'm thinking I've got them in five, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's really hard to bet against the Raptors. Um, like you said, I think they they do have the second ranked uh, defense in the league. At, even after Kawhi leaving, it's pretty amazing. Like you got to give that a lot of credit. It's, it, that'd be an interesting team to break down. Like what it is about their culture, just the way they play or their chemistry. That like you know, honestly, it's like the Patriots losing Tom Brady and still going to the Super Bowl, like type mm-hmm. of thing. Like uh, which we will see, right? Um, 
But um, yeah, I uh, the Raptors are just a solid team. They got good chemistry. But okay, I know I was messing around the first time, but I am gonna go. Like I feel like it's 2020, and I feel like I'm gonna go with a crazy upset. And I'm wow. gonna this. I'm gonna pick this. This is why. Okay, there's probabilities again super low. The Raptors are like. They're the better team, but and by the far, the Nets have been playing really good in the bubble. Okay, I think I think Josh Smith and John Allen are gonna ball out, and I think Chris Levert is gonna just like like blossom into more of an all star, and uh, I think it's gonna go seven games. Wait, did you and say Josh I, Smith? Uh, what's what's the name? Uh, the the shooter. What's his name? Joe Harris. Joe Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Smith hasn't played. And Josh Smith from Joe Harris. <laughs> Josh Smith's probably still getting Joe Smith. <laughs> whatever. Very American, normal name. Whatever. <laughs> too hard to remember. It's so simple that it's too hard to remember. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like I got to go with one crazy upset this thing just because it's 2020. Something weird is going to happen. And okay. I wish I felt more confident about it, but I just feel like maybe picking this one, even though the Celtics 76 might make more sense, but I'll pick this one just because it's a wild one. It'd be considered one of the biggest upsets in ever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man. I, I, so you're just going for it, for just, just for yeah. the upset, just to just, stir the yeah. pot. Just because no one saw, no one saw freaking a pandemic happening. No one saw Kobe Bryant going off into the afterlife. No one saw Trump becoming president, so no one sees Nets upsetting the Raptors. There we go. That's my super bold take. I'm I'm so brave. <laughs> All right. Uh, have you seen my broom? <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to be another sweep. I, I see that broom. I'm going to think you're starting to play Quidditch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all the magic in the world can help Orlando or Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, <there you> go. <laughs> I'll tell you that. They're doomed. <laughs> I mean, you look at the, the roster that they're trotting out here. And if you guys do DraftKings or anything, I'll say, hey, take take Karis LeVert on your team because he's going to ball. Karis yeah. LeVert, probably one of the more underrated uh, players in, in the NBA and somebody I think is still going to be an integral part of the Nets going forward when this team looks completely different. But Tyler Johnson, Joe Harris, Lance Thomas. I didn't know Lance Thomas was still in the league. I Man. mean, I, I like Karis LeVert and uh, Jared Allen. The Nets, they play really tough, you know. Uh, I, I've been relatively impressed with them uh, in the bubble, just in the ways that uh, they've they've stuck around. You know, they obviously lost to uh, Portland most recently, but that was like a really tight game. Uh, Orlando, they, they beat Orlando. They actually found a way to uh, beat the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I, heck, they even beat the Bucks. you know, so they did have some impressive wins. Uh, in the bubble, and you know, all, all jokes aside, I, as much as this kind of seems like a G League roster, they got some guys. They got some guys, uh, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. And the Raptors, just how how well they can defend, 
Uh, I think that's going to completely shut down uh, anything that Brooklyn tries to build offensively. And uh, Freddie Van Vliet has been awesome. Man. Just he, he's been on a tear. Uh, I think that it's just going to be too much, too much to handle. Uh, I frankly, I think even if the Raptors had to play their bench, they still might win this series. Uh, I mean, and that just says how how deep they are. Uh, it's going to be very fun. I'm looking forward to Jared Allen versus Pascal Siakam, though, just because that's two of the uh, bright young bigs in the NBA who are going to be meeting each other at the rim a lot. Uh, like Norman Powell, Raptors are just a team of like three and D guys and versatile bigs, and they're impossible to match up with. They could win the championship. So um, I could go Nets – or I could go uh, Raptors in five, you know, maybe give the Nets a game. Um, but I, I do think that, like the Bucks, the Raptors probably got that second gear. They're the defending champs for a reason. So I, I'm going Raptors, wrap it up quickly. Yeah, I, I like it. I, for me, I'm going to take the Raptors in five because I agree with you, Adam. It almost feels like the 93-94 Bulls with this Raptors team, still pretty much the best defensive team in the league, but had so much depth at every position that they were able to not necessarily counteract what losing Michael Jordan, because you can't counteract losing Michael Jordan. It's Michael friggin' Jordan. But at the same time, it, it's trying to replace a Kawhi Leonard, almost impossible, but they've damn near managed to do it. It's just in those last two minutes of a game, when it's the fourth quarter and it's game six or game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, who's taking that shot? I'm trusting Kawhi over Pascal, but we're not there yet. I think in terms of talent, the Raptors are clearly superior. I think mm-hmm. in terms of versatility and ability to defend, they are clearly superior. And I think that's going to show. And I think they're going to be able to put guys like Siakam on Chris LeVert. They're going to be able to put Ananobi and Chris Boucher slowing down Chris LeVert easy. Because Chris, when they played Portland, he was able to get to his spots also because Portland is a – I would – Portland is not a very good defensive team. They don't – they're not no, – they're, no, they're, they're a very bad defensive yeah, team. Yeah, especially on the perimeter. I mean, like – I think interior defense is solid with Whiteside and Nurkic. I don't want to go, you know, turn this into a Western Conference thing, but yeah, you saw Karis LeVert just attack uh, the kind of weak, weak sauce perimeter defense, and you saw John Morant go for thirty-four yesterday too against them. So that's why I think it's going to be totally a different story. Is because the Raptors have such good defense. They're also yeah. so well coached. Now Jacques Vaughn has done an amazing job, but when you don't have yeah the talent, it, it, it can only take you so far. Regular season is one thing. And you can easily, kind of like the Bulls when they didn't have Derrick Rose, you can get to the playoffs, but how far are you really going to go without your best player on yeah, your yeah. team? Not to mention, your best three players arguably on your team. So yeah. I've got the Raptors in five. I don't see what really you can do at that point, given the fact the Raptors are just a clearly superior team. And I agree. I think the Raptors – I, if the Raptors went to the finals, I don't think they're going to win. I think the Lakers would de- would beat them, although I think they can give them a run for their money. But I think right now this is definitely a team that is on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals if they don't run into a very hot Boston team, which brings us to our next matchup. I'm a little upset about this one. 
We got robbed. We, we all did, got robbed. Man. We did, because this would have been the series of the playoffs, or at least the series of the first round in the East, if, if you have a healthy Ben Simmons. I, you know, and so I think Philly's got a chance, but, I mean, your best playmaker's not there. One of your best defenders isn't there. Arguably your second best post player, third, second or third best post player outside of Al Horford is not there. I, do it. What do you, I mean, do you, are we going to give Philly a, what do we do? We, do we say they have a legit chance or is it more like a puncher's chance? At this I mean, point? maybe a puncher's chance. Like they, they have a advantage because they have Joel Embiid and they still got Tobias Harris, you know, mm-hmm. Tobias mm-hmm. Harris averaged just under 20 points a game. Uh, he's a very versatile player. I remember being very vocal uh, when it came down to who do you keep, Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler. And Tobias Harris had a huge playoffs last year. And they almost beat the Raptors. You know, they were inches away from beating the Raptors. They still got a talented team, but I feel like they become a lot more, uh, dare I say, predictable. Hmm. They are kind of one-dimensional. Yeah, like they're already a team that kind of had its issues, and now you take away your, like, second or third best rebounder and you're far and away your best playmaker. And Ben Simmons, I mean, you could have made the case for him being Defensive Player of the Year this year too. And so to lose everything he contributes makes this series – uh, from something where maybe I'm saying Sixers and seven to where I'm saying Celtics and like five, maybe six. Yeah, I would go with that too. I I, I guess I would say Celtics and I think five. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see Joel and B kind of ball out, but yeah, losing losing and it's just it's just too it's too big. It's too big. I. I, I think just – I just feel like the Celtics are going to demoralize them, you know, and they're already demoralized with losing Ben Simmons, and they're going to – I mean, they're pros, man, and they're going to, like, they'll get up. But, like, the Celtics, they just know that this is theirs to take, and and I think the Sixers will give them, like, one good hit, and then that's it. Like, the Celtics uh, – the Sixers will give them one good hit, and the Celtics will take the series. Not um, to mention, who guards Jason Tatum? Ben Simmons was going to take up that – that was his gig. Yeah. Now you got yeah. nobody to guard Tatum. I've got a feeling Tatum's going to drop thirty a game in this series. I would expect Tatum to drop at least twenty eight a game in this series because there's just nobody. Well, yeah, like, are you going to? I feel like they could give him a different, a few different looks. Maybe we're going to see some Josh Richardson, some Matisse Thybul, uh, certainly some Tobias Harris. But you're not stopping Jason. You're not. Tatum. No. Who's gonna Who's gonna step up in? A lot, you think, in the absence of Ben Simmons? We'll see. I mean, Shake Milton has looked really good at times. Sometimes he's looked really bad. But the lack of depth is something that Philly tried to address uh, this year by adding Glenn Robinson the third and Alec Burks. And those are, those are plugs for what's a, a sinking backcourt, if you will. You know, And so I don't really – know if they have that guy. Tobias Harris and, and Al Horford are going to have to certainly show up because it, it just really – I mean, Josh Richardson, you know, he, he's 
All right, too. But after your big three, your your three stars of Horford, Embiid, and Harris, and those are all front court players, it just gets shaky quick. No pun intended with Shake Milton. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have that guy. After I mean, Al Horford's on the back nine. He's in the back nine. I think he's on I think he's got maybe two or three years left, and then I think he's gonna call it a day. I mean Al can give you maybe 20, but he, I don't, he's not at a point in his career where he's giving you 25, 30, he's going to all of a sudden drop 25 or 30 in the game. I don't think so. And you know who's got a good scouting report on Al Horford? Is yeah. it? Probably Brad Stevens, huh? <laughs> you think? For so, sure. And Al's not the kind of guy that he was even a few years ago. And even when he was, he was more of a team guy. He was that guy who – He'd give you 13, 14 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists. I mean, that was his role. His role was not – he when he had to step up, he could, but he's never been the big go-to guy. Yeah. He's going gonna to maybe shoot 10 to 12 shots in the game, and that's about it. But And that's who he is. And yeah. Tobias can be that guy, but now you've got an easy ability to key on Embiid and key on Harris. And I think Josh exactly. Richardson – I think Josh Richardson right now is probably – because Shake Milton's been so inconsistent, Josh Richardson might be have to be that guy that steps up, and he proved that he can in Miami, but he never really proved that he's not at a Kendrick Nunn level. All of a sudden, he's scoring twenty points a game. So I don't see a way for Philly. They can, but given the fact that you know you just lost Ben Simmons, you're not really going to be able to replace that. You don't really just right. replace basically your Magic Johnson. Exactly. You so, and the Celtics have the fourth best defensive rating in the NBA this year at 107. And so, you know, we've been talking about like who's going to guard Jason Tatum. Well, on the other end, the Sixers are going to be pretty locked up. I, I think Embiid's going to be able to kind of handle Tice just because Tice has no business stopping Joel, Joel Embiid, and that's where I think the Sixers probably steal a game. Embiid will go nuts. He'll get a 40-point, 18-rebound, five-block game, go crazy. But also, we haven't seen him do dink in the playoffs, man. And, yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. And, and when we talk about, you know, a lot of people still say Joel Embiid is the best center in the NBA. For me, like, okay, prove it. Because mm-hmm. Jokic put up huge numbers in the playoffs last year, it's, it's a two-dog race, right? And Bead shrunk. I know he wasn't healthy, but back to you know, your boy Jokic. It always does. Always does. <laughs> you, you and your love for Jokic. Oh, don't even. You're, you're lucky that we're not doing the Western Conference preview because the 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 hot new kid on the block is Nurkic for me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I love Nurkic too. Oh, you player, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, B's got to prove himself in the playoffs for sure, man. I mean, dude, what a what a great opportunity to show, like, you know, he is the real deal. Yeah. And, like, do some do something scary in this series without without his, you know, his main man, Ben Simmons, next one. Like, if MB wants to really, like, prove, like, I am the real deal, dude. This is a great opportunity. Here's your chance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's also tough though because, you know, when you don't have that talent around you, it makes it extra hard because then you have to play like Superman. And really the only players, two players recently that I've seen 
that were able to take their teams to a different height and push them. They almost pushed them past the first round were basically LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, LeBron. Uh, that was 15, that was 15 years ago. And I mean, LeBron, we saw, but I look at that Cavs team. I mean, I mean, they had good players. They weren't, they, all of them weren't scrubs. I mean, but still, I mean, it's the Cavaliers. Yeah. They had Zildjus Ogalskis and Larry Hughes. That was your two and three. Larry Hughes, <laughs> very nice player. And Big Z was a very nice player, but I'm still, the p- whole point is that, when you don't have that supporting cast around you, it makes it extremely hard unless you literally turn into Superman. I just don't see it happening. Right. And while I think I expect Joel to put up 25 and 12 in this series, it's not, I don't expect it to be enough, nearly enough. Yo, what was the season? It might've been multiple seasons. What was the season that LeBron, like, you know, LeBron left the Cavs? 2000, he left in 2010, 20, 09, 10. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was the only time, the first time he did right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they went to the finals, and then the next year they were like the worst team in the league with like the same players, basically. Minus LeBron. LeBron. They went. I think they went sixty-six and sixteen the year yeah. he left, and the year after they won nineteen games. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I remember when the game. I remember watching the game. I think it was on ESPN. The game he went back to Cleveland. That was. Oh my God! It was a complete massacre. He just looked at the crowd and goes, "I'm gonna completely destroy it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Completely destroy it. the game." Oh, was over to boo me tonight. Okay. Yeah. It was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but we do have to, and this is our final matchup. This is a series I'm looking forward to, and I know Adam's looking forward to it. But his his other boy toy. In the NBA, Mr. Sabonis will I not love the European passing bigs. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thing for him. Love when they pass you that ball, huh? Oh, oh. Uh, it's an accent I, thing for him. I love Sabonis. All right, I know you do, man, and I don't blame you because he loves a big a man in uniform. Unlike Ben Simmons, who sweats. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Is he is he out of the playoffs, Sabonis? Yeah, he didn't come to the bubble. He never came. Oh shit! Uh, he well, I mean, no, he got the the foot injury. Right, right, right. He had the foot injury. Right. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, he, he had to leave the bubble, and uh, I mean, I haven't seen any uh, indication that he would be returning. No, I don't expect him to. Which is a shame because he completely changes this series. But sure. uh, there's no timetable time table for, for his return, and he is their best player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, they got TJ Michael Warren. They got TJ Michael Warren out Michael there. Michael Jordan Warren. Yeah, Michael Jordan Warren. <laughs> He's averaging 28 a game right now. And I, I personally think this could be – a very intriguing matchup. I think this could still go seven games despite that because I think Indiana is still very well coached by Nick. They're deep. They're deep. They have a lot. They still – while Oladipo has, is not Oladipo, you've still got to contend with Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo. It's still a great backcourt. And then on top Ooh. of that, you're dealing with T.J. Warren who – can still give you buckets. Now, Jimmy Butler is going to make it a personal mission. J- Jimmy Butler is going to give this guy hell. I think he is too, and I think that's why I'm picking Miami to win this in six games because I don't. I I think Miami is. 
I think all of us want to see that that Bucks Heat series. I think we all do. Because if Indiana plays the Bucks, the Bucks are going to absolutely slaughter them. Well, against Miami, I mean, we all know about the beef that the two had, you know, and how that, uh, you know, they both kind of took to social media. Jimmy Butler loves to get in his opponents' heads. But T.J. Warren, for as hot as he was, uh, he had a 53-point game, a 34-point game, 32-point game, 16-point game, 39-point game. Well, his final game in the bubble against uh, the Miami Heat, he only scored 12 points because Jimmy Butler didn't let him do anything. Mm-hmm. It was he, he shot 35% from the field, just 5-14. Uh, I mean, he was completely shut down. Jimmy Butler, he's got that that killer mentality. He's got that Michael Jordan meanness to his game where he, he doesn't just want to beat you. He wants to humiliate you. And as he said, Jimmy Butler is on a different level than TJ Warren. And so, I mean, I'm sure TJ is going to get some buckets, but I think uh, he's Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's living rent free in his head. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Charles Barkley, I think was talking about how like, the other way around almost that Butler was being too emotional or whatever. And he's the best player, and he shouldn't be like putting so much energy. But I think, I think like you said, Butler kind of has that Jordan thing where he, he likes that man. He needs something to like to fuel his, like, you know, he needs like whatever little thing to kind of get him going. And so I don't think it works against him. I think like, like you'd agree Butler, Butler likes that shit. He, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to take away from him. He likes something personal. He likes to, to have an extra thing to give him an edge, and uh, and this is gonna be a really good series. They got Brogdon back, and he's a ball. He's definitely, I mean, he's a great player. Um, makes makes great decisions out there. Yeah, very yeah. smart basketball player. It's gonna be tough, man, because the Heat have shooters, and they got. I mean, the Heat are playing really well. I love how they play. You can't just stop one player. Like they spread out the scoring so well. Um, yeah, they do. They, they really got their chemistry going well. So I honestly think it's gonna go. Seven, and I'm going to take the heat. But I just think it's going to go seven just because I think the Pacers really believe in themselves. And uh, I think they uh, – but, yeah, without Sabonis. And I just think, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm a Heat fan too, so I really want to see them destroy the Pacers. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a really tough series. I think, you know, the interesting thing is going to be the matchups in this series are just very intriguing as well. Yeah, they are. Bam and Miles Turner basically mm. counteracting each other because mm-hmm. inside, Bam has is one of the smartest players in terms of playing at that center position. And I just, you know, Miles Turner is going to give you some problems if he's down low because he is one of the better blocking bigs in the NBA. But still, I think with Miami, because they spread, they spread the sugar around, as they say, so well and maple syrup exactly they know how to spread that maple syrup on the pancakes they do and we see any tyler harrow can drop 20 to 25 in a game robinson jimmy butler bam will give you 20 but i mean just there's so many guys in that team that can step Mm -hmm. up at any given moment and they're so well coached eric spolster one of the five best coaches in the nba easily in my opinion Definitely one of the five best coaches. I used to hate on this guy when he was LeBron's coach, and now I realize just how good of a coach he was. And I honestly think that Miami is going to win this series because I think they have more depth. While it is very even, I think it is pretty close in terms of depth. I think 
I think I'll still give Miami the edge. And I also think that when it comes down to it, they just have more players that are going to be able to put up those big buckets. Because if I have to rely on Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson versus Doug McDermott and Aaron Holiday, I think I'm going to take <laughs> Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. You know, it's ironic because uh, Reed and I have really been following Bam and Sabonis a lot on Running with the Bulls and just talking about how much we've loved seeing those guys blossom into stars this year. And so all year we were hoping for this matchup, matchup you know, and now we're getting it without Sabonis, and that's that's the difference to me. Uh, Bam and Sabonis are extremely similar players. Uh, they both make everyone around them better. Uh, they are dangerous on the pick and pop and play really good defense in the low post. I think that because the Pacers are missing their all-star uh, and the Heat have the luxury of having uh, some more, more all-stars. Right, I, I don't remember off the top of my head if Jimmy made it or not this year. I think um, sure. Off the I feel like he would have, but they got two juggernauts, and uh, they're gonna be able to just shoot the lights out. They've been doing it. That's how they're cooking teams. I, I'm going Heat and six. I don't think that the Pacers uh, are all that great. Frankly, I'm in to wrap up. You know, all of these. Is I, I think most of these series are cut and dry, and I think it's not really going to get that interesting as far as predictions go until we get to the next round. And I think that's when we're going to see some weird stuff happening because in just about every matchup, one team is just the better team, and that's what I'm seeing. In in this case, the Miami Heat are the better team. And the Miami Heat could win the championship. I'm going to put that out there. The Miami Heat are – uh, my dark horse to win it all. I think they have a legit chance. Uh, when you look at how they're built, it's about toughness, shooting, versatility, and dog mentality. They got all that. And mm. in the weird twilight zone type era we're playing in, this like bubble era, that's going to be tough to beat team of dogs exactly well that's gonna wrap it up for us here on hoops to damas i like to take stefanos and adam once again thanks guys and talk to you again soon all right all right okay peace